Welcome back to Brain Scramblies, your favorite What We Do in the Shadows rewatch podcast. Today we are watching season one, episode two, City Council. I'm Claire. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you guys. Immediately, immediately fucked it up. (laughs) I'm going to run. Before we dive into the notes of this week's episode, um, I'm going to throw it to Matt, who has been whipping up some crazy audio sounds in his funky audio kitchen over there. Matt, what have you got for us? I don't like audio kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Well, so I downloaded Audacity. I have a nice microphone um, and a lot of free time on the weekends. And so I did what any good... uh, you know, New Zealand radio program has, and I made myself a bunch of, or made for us a bunch of audio stings for the different segments I'm going to force down everyone's throats this episode. Um, and an ad. So we're now sponsored this week. Uh, look forward yeah, to that. Yeah, and just for context, I have heard these, but uh, Carson and Richie have not, and genuinely, <laughs> they're really good. And it annoys me, but they're good, but they're really funny. Yeah, we're going to lie. I'm really looking forward to it. We really have to start off uh, this episode, like all of our previous episodes, um, with a a little Richie recap, as we call it. So if Richie, I'm going to let this sting play. um, And then if you could please just uh, give us that recap of the episode that we've all been looking for. You ready? (laughs) Let's get Ricky the recap! <laughs> What's that? Okay. I think Richie should do it. Richie can try. <laughs> am, I, am I good to go? <laughs> I heard it before and it was funny yeah. the second time. <laughs> yeah, Richie, you look distressed. Um. Okay. Once again, none of these will ever be thought of ahead of time, so they'll always be (laughs) off the top of my head. Um, In this episode, we are once again introduced to the four protagonist vampires. Um, As we left off last episode, they were in a great deal of trouble, or at least they think so, because they had failed to conquer the new world uh, after an old, uh, very respected vampire came to visit them who had wanted that before. So in this episode, they kind of embark on a journey to try to figure out how they can conquer the, the New World. Uh, if they can't get the New World, then they'll sail from North America, or maybe just Staten Island. Uh, to do this, they decide the best thing would be to uh, visit a local council meeting with the uh, local Staten Island government. Um, at this meeting, uh, Laszlo tries to, uh, and Andor both try to kind of yield their own power within it by making connections. Uh, Laszlo tries to befriend the local like leader of the delegation uh, by killing all the raccoons that... Uh, that live in her area and then leave them on their doorstep like he's a cat um as like a gift uh nandor on the other hand he uh is able to i guess like hypnotize a young up-and-coming councilman on the committee called uh, doug peterson and uh he makes doug peterson his quote-unquote personal agent of chaos who he attempts to kind of get his power behind and try to like, manipulate him to eventually have like his control of Staten island uh as you can imagine did not go very well <laughs> on either side but uh meanwhile while there's this like power struggle i guess between nandor and lazo to try to befriend the council uh, Nadia is out doing her own thing, where she's uh, turning a local girl who she felt bad for because she's getting pretty disrespected by her peers, and she turned her into a vampire, and she's now just kind of discovering that. So uh, Nadia has that little little subplot going on at the same time. It's very nice and wonderful to watch. So 
that is my Richie recap, I guess. I, I would ask you to play those sounds again, which you played, but honestly, they scared me, and I don't know if I want to hear them. But a round of that is my recap. There. Yeah, that was solid. That was really good. That was good. Everyone else, reactions? What did we think of this episode? Carson? A-tier episode, honestly. Carson, you can't just give a thumbs up. This is an audio. I know. I said I, I said a tier episode. The words came out of my mouth. Okay. You weren't paying attention to them. Shameful. Is that it? A tier episode. That that's my my Carson reading. Uh, okay. Is that because it's not really fresh on your mind as? Because uh... you watched no, it no, I, I, ago, I, or... I watched it twenty minutes ago. That's a lot. Did you or did you watch? No, it no. I, ago? I fully, fully, and seriously, I actually watched it about twenty minutes ago. Okay. All right. Claire, I believe you this time. Um, I liked it because I found it very relatable because here's a fun fact. Um, my father is really into going to zoning boards in my town. Uh, <laughs> this is a real fact about my family. And so when they went to those meetings, I was like, yep, that's exactly correct. And it featured a lot of Colin Robinson, which longtime listeners will remember is my favorite character. So, How many have you been to in your life? Like more than three? Yeah, certainly. I mean, well, oh my God. I, I, not that I've been to them, but like I've seen videos of them. Mm. You know what I mean? You watch these bed a lot. I really Rich, like what were your Oh, sorry, Matt, go ahead. No, I actually would really rather hear from Richie, to be quite honest. <laughs> Rich, what was your impression of the episode? The episode, um, I, I, I kind of forgot that that whole council scene happened in the second episode. For some mm. reason, I thought it was like way further down the line, so... Me too. Kudos to them for having something so funny, just like in their second <laughs> episode. Stretching the budget yeah, I mean, from the beginning. Yeah. Going off location, out of the house, first, first real episode. Very impressive. A whole bus set? Yeah. <laughs> I was shocked. Where'd that money come from? I think they just got on a bus. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you have because... to rent the bus. No, this is a spoiler, though, because this is my episode where I uh, watch for a lot of things in the background. The businesses that are in the background do not exist. No, but they're really good names. Staten Ryland, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> As a sandwich shop. Yeah. yeah, that was really good. I missed it. I, oh my God. I Googled it, and there is not a Staten Ryland, but there is a Staten Island, E-Y-E, that's like an optometrist. Uh, that's really disappointing. <laughs> that... I know. That's tragic. Well, Matt, what were your overall impressions, though? Uh, well, I watched this episode with my mother um, about oh, an hour what did and a half Dawn ago. Have to say? Uh, Dawn had no idea what was going on. <laughs> she uh, asked me a lot of questions, um, but she did have some pointed observations uh, that I'll sprinkle through this episode here. But I would like to start it off with when she first saw Guillermo, she said, that little fella in the glasses, is he contemporary? What? <laughs> is that like uh instead of saying gay she says contemporary or what is the vibe i said huh <laughs> and she said well all the others are like historical pieces right and i said what and she just meant she basically was trying to ask if he was a vampire but didn't know it that that's what she was trying to ask oh because um, he's in modern clothing is yeah what she meant is he contemporary <laughs> That's my new code word for asking if somebody's queer. Yeah. <laughs> Are they contemporary? <laughs> Instead of your wrist flip. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's the contemporary clothing. 
Uh, I, I think we should, once again, kind of proceed linearly through the episode. And I would like to start off with the observation that, once again, in this episode, uh, Laszlo is really committed to shouting bat for literally no reason, because there's, once again, no need to. But it is a funny bit every time. Nobody else yells bat. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick it back even further. We get, a, we get a guest spot by Benny Fieldstein, Beanie Fieldstein. Beanie Feldstein. Yeah. I don't know how to say her name. All I know is she was on Funny Girl, and she got replaced by Leia Michelle, who supposedly can't read. And so I thought that was very funny when I saw her. Those are my thoughts there. I also had a note about Benny Feldstein being in there. I actually think it's exact copy of a note I had in a previous podcast where it's just <laughs> Funny Girl. <laughs> yeah, that was in the previous episode. You so know who else down. is in this episode as one of the uh the LARPers is Chris Perfetti, who is on Abbott Elementary, and he's one of the LARPers. That is a much better poll. Yeah. I didn't I had just like watched the most recent episode of Abbott Elementary and I was like, oh my god, he's showing up in what we do in the shadows, and he does a great job being an asshole. <laughs> he is like the worst character in the entire show, and the vampires literally kill people. Like <laughs> <laughs> He's just so mean. He was going so way mean too to hard at LARP. Yeah, 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 yeah. You but can't so go it... hard enough at LARP. If you're not playing real life, it's not real LARP. <laughs> I, I, it was sad to me because I did see them doing like a D&D mechanics and I was like, ooh, that's interesting that they're using this mechanic. <laughs> they, say, they say roll for intimidation and the other one just says negative for intimidation, which is like not really how it works. Like typically you would say the number and then you would decide whether it worked you or not. it yourself. Okay, well, I'm just saying. Not an integral part of this episode whatsoever. I'm just saying. This episode, I noticed a lot of just, like, strange little things. I did like uh, Nadia's talking about the virgins, where she was like, I don't want these virgins. They're mean. <laughs> they seem too sad. They're going to make you mean? Yeah. yeah. It is too sad. Yeah, yeah, okay. This is another thing that I noticed, which is not, and again, and not, I don't think it's a vampire thing, but apparently they absorb the emotions of the people that they eat because... Nadja says that if Laszlo eats the mean one, then he'll be mean all evening. <laughs> I don't think this ever comes back. I think it's like the only so time either. that it's ever mentioned. It's an interesting, I don't know if it's a joke. interesting biological question, right? If you, if you feast on the blood of a mean person, what makes you mean? It could be anything. Things in the blood. Rich, you look so stunned by that. <laughs> I just say that for like my own like theatric. Like, I don't know. That was, that was like, when Matt says, like, the funniest person you know is you, I do that for myself, so I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, like, uh, I do know what you mean, like, uh, like, the, like you eat the emotion of I know they have the thing where, like, if you, like, eat, like, a drunk person, you get drunk, or remember drunk they, like, blood. once, like... I recall that. Yeah. They drank the blood yeah. of, like, a high guy, and, like, I forget who, somebody was, like, got very high. It was the Baron. So I guess that's... Was the Baron. Yeah, spoilers. Oh my God. Fair enough. But yeah, that is something they don't bring up like in the future, which maybe I shouldn't talk about. But also like, I wonder how that works. It's like right before you kill someone, I imagine they're very scared. Mm. Do they just get like scared yes. afterwards? Well, I don't know, right? Because when Nadja bit, um, what's her name? Jenna? Jenna. Yes. Um, she was, I mean, obviously like the situation was not frightening, but she seemed like cool with it when she got bitten. She was like, "Oh, oh!" Like it felt good. Which I'm like, "Are they like mosquitoes? Where like when they bite you, it did it feel good, or was she pretending it felt good because she wanted to like?" Oh. Okay, but like you can't. Pre if somebody's like 
biting the flesh of your neck. <laughs> I think it'd be pretty difficult to pretend that it, it felt good. She thought that's what sex was. We also find out that uh, the Baron delivers his orders while having sex with them at the moment of climax, which... <laughs> that scene crazy. alone should have won this an Emmy. Kinky. <laughs> yeah, them them doing their, like, orgasm faces and delivering lines. Fucking hysterical. That's all. Oh, it was very funny. I really liked how they both went through, like, three versions of doing it, just so we could really get the idea. Just the range. Yeah. Yeah. And my only next note, <laughs> I don't know what the transition was from this, but I just, apparently Guillermo, like, stands on Nandor's arms like a cheerleader at some point. I guess to, like, clean the fan or something, and I just to clean the To clean the chandelier. The chandelier, yes. Well, they are, like, rock solid. Like, like mm-hmm. I was I was marveling at that as well. So that cheerleader like, strength. It's another stunt that we've got to figure out oh, how yeah. they do. Maybe a reader sure will, will, not a reader, God, a listener will tell us in the comments of another TikTok, and we'll find out. This was a good uh, good episode for wire acts. You know, they're flying at the beginning. Guillermo's moving. Uh, they're flying at the beginning. Oh, they are flying. Yeah, when they right. levitated the window that. for the larpers. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good point. It's like they just got the uh, the uh, moolah. Called? The guy who like rigs you up, the rigger on set, and was just like, all right, we got like two days. Like, let's <laughs> knock out all the wire tricks. Just do it all. Yeah. I did like how Nandor was like considerate of. That he despite his house in the, in the <laughs> chandelier. He's like, Guillermo. He's like, you wouldn't like it if a spider came to your house and started dusting. <laughs> he's so, Nandor's such a weird character because he's so considerate of like random things. But yeah. then like the overarching, like. Nandor the, the relentless. The macro, he's just a such war an conqueror. ass. Yeah. yeah. It's so strange. His personality is very odd. He conquered and enslaved his entire, I guess, regular mortal life. Let's talk about the council meeting. We're skipping a lot if we're going to the council Are we skipping meeting. a lot? What are we skipping? Well, can we talk the about the bus ride? Scene. Because I have a few observations. Well, well, actually, before we get there, so they're having the meeting about like what they're going to do to conquer the new world, and there's a really fucking good Colin Robinson line because they're like, let's go and check out and see if anybody's eavesdropping, and then they open the curtains, and Colin just says, I was just eavesdropping behind the curtain there. Ah, thank you, Claire. You know what that brings me to, personally? Uh, it brings me to our next sting. Fuck me. Uh, so, everyone, if you could please prepare your favorite quotes from this episode. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? It, it, it was just my favorite quote. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Seinfeld rip at the end. So fucking stupid. Know what that is? Uh, it, more or less, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I personally very much enjoyed the "What the fuck would anyone want with Canada?" <laughs> That's pretty good. I enjoyed yeah. the line directly after that. <laughs> to is? the very successful beaver pelt trade. Yeah. <laughs> Seemed to make sense. The last like, ah, oh, of course. Like, okay. Oh, I think my favorite was uh, when they're listening to the, the changes they would make once they come to the power of the new world. Is uh, Lazo suggesting that they have a voluntary yet compulsory harp discord concerts yes i like these that's something so i wholeheartedly agree with i like the total band turtlenecks that was my favorite yeah name. yeah <laughs> my favorite was uh and this is probably one of my favorite lines of the episode where naja uh says that there should be none free zones and there should be signs to say no nuns no nuns none 
Third time my mom laughed this episode. I, I knew I knew Claire was gonna like that line. It's so good. Wait, sorry, I, your I mom fully, laughed three times. We have to know which laughs she laughed. Um she laughed. It was actually mostly during this scene where they were just listing things. Okay. Um and then uh one at the end where she laughed sorry, not at the end. One at the scene where uh Lasso is trying to tame the raccoons and she laughed at the raccoons themselves. Oh that's so wholesome. So they they do go to the they decide that the Staten Island Council is the place to go to take over the New World, um, and so they t- have Colin Robinson take them there, and they take the bus, and so yeah, a few observations on this. Number one, Colin is sitting sideways on the seat, and I found that very odd. <laughs> I think it's just because he does everything he can to be like weird and annoying. Annoying. People. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as we mentioned previously, they do drive past a sandwich place called Staten Ryland, which is funny, but is not real. And I was very sad about that because I was hoping it was real and I could go to it. Are there any more business names or is that the only one? There was like a, like a payday loan shop, but I was like, that's depressing and not funny. So (laughs) (laughs) Accurate, but not funny. (laughs) I also checked at one point, there's a bulletin board behind the LARPers and I thought there might be some sort of funny signs, but there were not. It was just like for a jazz concert. Oh, uh, so when we get to the, the zoning ordinance meeting, which is what the council meeting turns out to be, here's another little detail that I noticed. Uh, so there is the guy, Doug Peterson, who's, you know, features in the episode, but the guy next to Doug Peterson, his name is Norman Crust, which I thought was a really <laughs> fucking excellent name. Did you see uh, when Colin Robinson was giving his few thoughts on zoning ordinances speech, which was a phenomenal joke? I loved that so much. <laughs> When it comes to zoning ordinances, I have uh, a few thoughts. I like how you use the unabridged dictionary version as well as the definition, which is very funny. Of course. Um, but during that like brief cut, there's a guy, Terry, who is on, on the, the county council, who is directly to the right of the main lady, and he is cracking up while he is speaking. And No way. <laughs> yeah, is he really? He's sitting there like... Visibly holding his hand over his mouth and oh my gosh, yeah, he's laughing. You can see it. It's very funny (laughs) (laughs) That brings me directly after Uh, When Lasso goes to speak no, sorry, Nando goes to speak at the mic and he gets really close (laughs) Yes, and gets very very deep. It's kind of like Matt when he speaks into his mic Nando's speech during that is like Guillermo walks up with him and just like stands by the side like like a proud mother or something like that yeah. during the whole time like smiling and like going like this. I do really enjoy this happens like one or two other times where the vampires just get completely flummoxed by like bureaucracy in America. <laughs> yes. It makes me think of when Nandor goes to like the DMV. Yeah. He and just he just doesn't know what to do. And not understand what's going on. Like it just takes so little to break them. Just be like, uh, no. And whereas every time they get flummoxed by bureaucracy and Colin Robinson does the feeding face where he just like mouth agape eyes open, it gets me every time it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked at the end where he was like, I can't stand if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, I did really like there was a review on IMDb for this episode uh, by injury 6477 uh, when it came out. Six out of 10. They gave this episode. Oh. They titled their review Stale Blood. Most, <laughs> yeah. It's the fifth Twilight book. <laughs> Mostly not a very interesting review, but there is one part where <laughs> this person just says, 
The last part of the episode was really funny, with the explosion at the council meeting and the psychic vampire becoming aroused. <laughs> what a clinical way to say that. The second the explosion? Aroused. Con Robinson exploded in his pants. Oh, that's not in the Ew. budget. Oh my god. Sting for that. <laughs> <laughs> we get now, though, into the subplot of uh, Jenna, the poor LARPer who then gets turned into a vampire by Nadja. And I, once again, in the second episode, was uh, impressed at how gay they made it. And it was great. I was a big fan. Yes, no, Nadia and and the Larper, like like Nadia really does try to get consent to it's like nice. to turn her into a vampire, but like they're just talking past each other. They fully are not comprehending what the other one is saying. I also, I it was kind of cute. Nadia was like, she was basically like, I know what it feels like to be an outsider, and I was like, oh, that's like a kind of sweet and genuine moment in like what is a very silly show. Objectively, it's especially funny because it's like I know what it's like to be down and out. It happened to me when we had to burn donkey, donkey Dong in the village, and then we had to burn the donkey. I know what it's like to sleep outside with your light being the flaming body of a deceased donkey. <laughs> so it just immediately ruins that like touching little moment. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of the jokes where they, they pop the, the old artwork on the screen, and I don't know, I, I never know what if it's, like what's done for the show and what they just found, and I assume the donkey being burned was 100% just found, I mean, done for the show and not found i don't know i do have uh here's an artifact that i have in real life i have so you know at the beginning they have that portrait of the the of nadja like kind of in the yellow background i have a postcard of the original uh they did like photoshop um natasha dimitrio's face over it but this is the original it's in the met it's a good job though it is. what they did with it like, it looks spot on yeah. claire were you walking through the met just like oh my god i know that. <laughs> i did I knew that it was there, and I went and looked for it while I was there last. So. That's a little bit disappointing. I was really imagining you just walking through and just all of a sudden, like, stopping everybody. Being like, oh, my God. <laughs> I recognize that painting. Once again, proceeding linearly, we have Laszlo visiting Barbara Lazaro, which I found odd because why is he hitting on her? <laughs> like, there's no reason for him to be hitting on her, and yet he is. And then she seems at one point like she's going to reciprocate. Like, <laughs> at one point, then, she's like, yeah. I'm going to put this baby to bed. And, but then, like, she doesn't. I was like, okay, I don't know what they were going for there exactly. So strange. Before we move uh, too far away from the subject with uh, Nadja's, like, interaction of Jenna and uh, making her a vampire and just, like, the funny, like, miscommunication going on there, I thought it was really funny when uh, Nadja offered Jenna to drink her blood. And Jenna just thought it was, like, like a name for some kind of a like drink. cocktail or something that Nadja yeah. brews up. And Nadja's response is like, why? She's like, oh, why do you call it your blood? That's pretty cool. And she's like, it is blood from my body, so I call it my blood. <laughs> <laughs> but she says, Jenna says her blood is delicious, which is weird. Blood is good. Is it though? I mean, like, you would know that you were drinking blood. Like, everybody's tasted yeah. blood before. That's fair. Maybe vampire blood tastes different, Claire. Do vampires have, have blood? I thought the whole blood? thing was it. No, that's a good point. That's how, you, that's how you get vampire powers. You drink the vampire's blood. Yeah, what? I guess that's true. But like some vampires don't have blood, though. Like the Twilight vampires don't have blood. What? 
Yeah. Excuse me? There's a whole thing. Oh, have you guys gotten not gone down this rabbit hole? Okay, so there's a whole thing where, so the Twilight vampires don't have blood. And this became a problem because Bella gets pregnant with Edward's baby. And so everybody was like, how does he get an erection? Like, how does he have sex? And so Stephanie Meyer, the lovely Mormon woman that she is, she was like, oh, they have another type of fluid that circulates through their body. It's not blood, but it's fluid. It circulates through their body. And that's how he gets his dick hard. It's an Twilight to be like liquid glitter. So I wonder what they think about the mysterious fluid that circulates through the body of the vampires in Twilight. I don't think they'd be a fan. Probably not, since I guess they have blood, so. Do you think Nandor's team Edward or team Jacob? Honestly, I don't know what the teams are. Mm -hmm. You don't know at all? I I have not engaged with Twilight ever in my life. Well, Edward is the vampire and Jacob is the werewolf. Jacob is Taylor Law. Wait, there is werewolves? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Is no one else's phased by the fact that Carson has never seen no, Twilight? I mean, I'm surprised. I know, it seems like something that he would be into. I have literally, I literally didn't even know there were werewolves. There's definitely Team Edward. Laszlo's Team Jacob, for sure. Okay, I could see that. I was going to say, this episode kind of sets up the, like, Laszlo-Nandor rivalry, because they both have different approaches to getting the council members. And it is interesting to see how they both spectacularly fail in different ways. I would argue Nandor's is significantly worse. Yeah, well, Laszlo does, like, murder a bunch of raccoons for no reason, though. But Doug Peterson's life is, like, down the toilet now. They don't care, though. They they just want to, like, serve their purpose. They don't care how, like, destructive they are in it. Raccoons? I thought it was the, really the funny. Vampires. Hmm? <laughs> Raccoons or the vampires? <laughs> Who are we talking about? I think, I think raccoons kind of care. I don't think they care. Have you ever seen a raccoon? Huh? Yeah, yeah, of course I've seen a raccoon. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a live raccoon. You've never seen a live raccoon? No. I guess that's, that's good. That's crazy. I have seen pictures of raccoons in my local cookout, but never a live one. Sorry, no, sorry. Let's get back to that. Why are there pictures of the raccoons in the cookout, and why did you think that was an interesting fact that you'd seen a picture of a raccoon? <laughs> I don't know. Well, anyway... Laszlo, like, murders a bunch of raccoons because he thinks that that's what Barbara Lazaro wants. But before that, he uh, serenades them with his clarinet, and that was extremely good. And that's one of my favorite moments of the show. It's just him playing the clarinet. That's very gay. You know what's gayer, though, is the Nadja Jenna thing. And Nadja says, you can seduce men and women, too. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Now we're cooking with fire, boys. Does anyone have any good notes they want to read off? (laughs) Because... I have a good sting for that one as well. Did anyone take note that they want to read that I can play this sting now? Or... Alright, I'll just, I'll just play it. <laughs> These are so bad, I don't want to read them. <laughs> no, you got it now, you got it I now. I thought they were just going to be for me. <laughs> are you saying notable notes at the end? Yeah. Some of them I don't remember. <laughs> One of them is, I got this. <laughs> what, what context? <laughs> you just typing yourself up there, bud? I don't know. Maybe that was a line. Maybe that wasn't. Uh, also, I just have stopped talking. So I hope I wasn't talking to myself. No, to self. This is a really like, hard like internal confliction I'm facing, I guess. Um. <laughs> I have one that I do remember is a quote, which is one of my favorite twists is uh, Laszlo saying, am I devious? Yes, I think I am. <laughs> Just like that. 
my last note kind of like is picking up, I guess, where we kind of left off. But when Nandor is, uh, or I guess when Doug Peterson kind of goes into like his like little like trance kind of like statement thing, he says he's like visited by like a dark creature of the night. Nandor just like looks at the camera and goes, Me. <laughs> the little thumbs up and whispers to me. I didn't me. even notice that. That's cute. Yeah, I like that. That was my last note. So. The only interesting note that we haven't read yet for me is that I had just watched Pitch Perfect the other day. And so when Jenna uh, projectile vomits, I said projectile vomits like Pitch Perfect. So. Never seen Pitch Perfect. You've never seen Pitch Perfect? Jesus, that's another surprising one. Richie is in shock. (laughs) It's genuinely like kind of good. I've seen that like eight times. Me too. Pitch Perfect is one of the movies I've seen maybe the most, and none of them like really voluntarily. It's just always I was trying I've to play straight in high school. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> I've seen the movie maybe ten times. Yeah, me too. The first one. I've seen the second one maybe five. Is it like La La Land? No, but like you'll like La La Land. Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't think I like it then. Where were we in the episode? Well, we're pretty much towards the end. Pretty much towards the end of my notes. Um, the only I've note- got MS thirteen ha 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 over the raccoons. So, mm. oh right, because she opens her door and she sees a pile of dead raccoons that Laszlo slaughtered, and she goes, and so this she must assumes MS thirteen, which I, I found very accurate. I could very very fully see someone doing that. For, Barbara yeah, Pizarro but... is a Republican, is what we learned. Yeah, <laughs> jump yeah, straight yeah. to the to the gangs. Any questions? Actually, I, I have I have a point of contention. <laughs> Carson question. So there you go. That's uh, <laughs> the Carson sting. Go for it, Carson. I'm slightly offended. <laughs> you should be. Well, the song at the end of the episode I said was incredible. If anyone was curious, it is called "No Vampires Remain in Romania: Dracula Spectacular" by King Luan. There is a music video for this. It is equally excellent. It is Thomas Edison and some vampires for some reason, and I don't really get it. It's just, it's a blur. Uh, the song also featured on his <laughs> album, There Are No Gnomes in Sweden. Yes. Which is another banger of an album. Uh, I, I just wanted to read a little <laughs> excerpt from There Are No Gnomes in Sweden because I thought it okay. was really funny. Is this the song or just This the is album? the song. Oh, okay. There are no gnomes in Sweden on the album. There are no gnomes in Sweden by King Luan. No little hats or jolly beards, no ratted teeth, and not one children has ever been reported being eaten. Not one child. Just like there are no Finns in Finland. Now, while at first they may sound grand, it's just because they've all been beaten by the hungry gnomes who aren't aren't in Sweden. That's poetry. That's the best slave poetry. poetry I've ever heard in my life. That's poetry. Thank you. I mean, you're really giving your all to this performance. Really good dramatic. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Really, truly wonderful. I just, I, I thought the, the entire album is excellent. I do really like that song though, and that song oh, is song. on my what why what I do in the shadows. No, what we do in the shadows. It's on my what we do in the shadows Spotify playlist, which is called, I believe, fuck that m dash bat exclamation point. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Matt, you didn't play your ad. Do you love cooking? Are you a man? Are you uh, get that? Can we change that one? I don't like that as much. Do you love cooking? Are you a little boy chef with a little boy chef hat? Okay, that's not much better. That's just weirder. 
Do you like cooking and really heavy things? Well, you're in luck because this week we're sponsored by Cast Iron. Yes, that's right, Cast Iron, the durable cooking ware you use to make mediocre chicken breast dishes. But it's so much more than just cookware. Isn't that right, Matt? You're exactly right on the money there, Matt. Cast iron can be used to make bridges, statues, waste pipes, decorative features of buildings, and according to this Reddit post I'm reading right now, cast iron can even be used to make Norwegian dildos. Wow, Matt, that is fascinating. What other fun cast iron facts can you come up with on the spot right now so you don't get fired and lose all your friends because you're a dumb idiot who doesn't know enough cast iron facts? Uh, well, oops, too slow. Anyways, now back to the episode. Sponsored this week by Cast Iron. Which is concept. Use promo code Brand Scramblies wherever you buy Cast Iron. Carson, send us out here, bud. And away we <laughs> go. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, well, tune in next oh, week. We'll one. Be... Yeah, go ahead. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, next week we will be watching season one, episode three. I don't know what the episode is called, but it'll be great. Um, and follow us at scramblies underscore pod on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. That's it. Those are the three. Join our Telegram channel where we're posting misinformation about the 2024 midterm. <laughs> oh my God. Stop. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, and listen to our other podcast, Mouth Grab, wherever you find your podcasts. That was so stupid, I didn't laugh. I was gonna say, Carson's name implies the existence of Cussy. <laughs> Chris. Sting number six. <laughs> oh my god. Ooh. Oh my god, Richie. <laughs> For the last like five minutes, are we gonna, are we gonna have to slice that out, baby? <laughs> oh god, Richie. <laughs> we'll just have Richie at the end just saying that. Uh, oh god. Yeah, that'll be what, what happens That's after the outro. That was yeah. music, yeah. That's funny. <laughs>